I'm Kevin Hines, and welcome to another FitSpeak Express interview, brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. The dark season is a great time to see the light and feel the joy of personalized coaching by TriJoy. Whether you want to finish a fondo, master a marathon, or try a triathlon, TriJoy can help you get to your starting line. You can experience TriJoy for a month for only $50. It's the Try for 50 promotion. Check the TriJoy link at the bottom of our FitSpeak homepage. This week's feature interview is with a person who grew up literally where the buffalo roam on a farm near Vermilion, Alberta. Since then, she's grown as an athlete and a person and is now making a living in Italy as a professional cyclist on the B-Pink Racing Squad. With grace and with peace, let's meet Allison Jackson. So, Allison, talk to us a little bit about your humble beginnings growing up in a small town on the Yellowhead Highway, Vermilion, Alberta. What kind of sports were you into growing up as a kid? Well, there certainly wasn't a lot of cycling there, and <laughs> but there's always uh, the team sports, soccer, volleyball, uh, track I did also. I, I pretty much did every sport possible. So you had uh, a good exposure to all different sorts of sports? Yes. Curling? I did. a little. A, well, only in, uh, not competitively at all, but learned how, yes. Okay. Cross-country skiing also, because Vermilion is the home of ski racer Becky Scott. And what kind of early success did you have as an athlete? Uh, I would say probably in all sports that I did, I would sort of rise to the top of what the level was in a small town. Um, and then, and that's why I did so many different sports because there, there, the higher level that would, would be in a city just wasn't available. So you just did more, I guess. So you had a good opportunity to try them all and you eventually migrated out here to the West coast. But before that you had a bit of a career in Alberta as a triathlete, as I was saying to you, I think a little bit earlier, you and my brother competed in a race in Calgary. Geez, not that long ago, I guess we're dating ourselves, but that would be about seven years ago, but you Mm -hmm. competed in triathletes or triathlons in Alberta. What got you interested in that sport? Uh, Well, it was actually, uh, I came out to BC um, to go to a Bible school out here and had a big outdoor guiding component to it. So we did a lot of training and hiking, rock climbing, all sorts of stuff. But we did this big, uh, prayer hike through the Himalayan mountains in India. Wow. And that's like 14,000 meters in the mountains there. So I thought when I came back, I'd be really fit. So I would try running and, uh, I ran a 10K and thought that was really fun. And then, yeah, I, I went back home to Vermilion and, and got sort of doing all the, the run, bike, and swim part just all separately for different reasons. And then someone said, oh, are you training for a triathlon? And I said, a what? What's that? And um, But there was a little team that had started in my town for for triathlon. And uh, a one, one guy, Ironman athlete, was taking a couple of... Uh, younger college age kids to the Kelowna Apple Triathlon and so I trained with them for two weeks went to the uh, Apple Triathlon and the first one that I did then I was hooked and I just loved it the atmospheres and the people that are involved in triathlon are always so positive and motivating and encouraging so that that's where that started how'd the race turn out for you well good I qualified for the Australia World Championships in my age Oh my goodness, first time out. Yes. (laughs) Very motivating indeed. Mm -hmm. So you 
originally from Vermilion, you came out here for schooling at Trinity Western? I actually started in Abbotsford at Columbia Bible College. Then I moved to UFE to start my kinesiology degree. And at that time, I was getting more serious into the triathlon. And I had a coach for a year, uh, but thought that it would be a little bit better instead of training on my own always to find people to train with. And how I did that was find a swim club to swim with, a run club to run with, and a bike club to cycle with. And it so happened that the swim and run club that I chose... I showed up and there was a bunch of other university athletes uh, age there. Uh, but the next week, they all showed up with the same jackets from Trinity Western. Mm. And I was at UFE. Uh, but they were they were good. They invited me to go ride the bus with them to some races. We went to this one cross-country race in Whistler, at, which I won. So it created a great platform for mm. negotiation mm-hmm. for that scholarship. Yes. And so then in the end, I did go to Trinity Western and finish my kinesiology there. So when you were doing that in Abbotsford and over at Trinity, you also got hooked up with a group of cyclists called Phoenix Velo. How were you introduced to them? Yeah, I was actually in the pool at Matsqui um, in Abbotsford. And uh, a lady there said, oh, what are you training for? And I said, triathlon. And she said, oh, do you ever cycle with Phoenix Bellow? And I said, who? <laughs> and, uh, but I, I looked up the club and I remember I called first time because I had no experience with group rides or etiquette or anything. Um, but like most triathletes. <laughs> true, very true. And uh, yeah, I got in touch with Bruce and he said, oh, yeah, everyone's welcome. Come up, coming up. And uh, yeah, the, I, I think it was a Sunday morning and I'm sure there was 30 people they're uh, riding in the rain and um, yeah I so then that that's where it started everyone was very excited I'm I was the only female there and continued to be for the next however many years so training with Phoenix Velo looking back at it now in retrospect what were some of the lessons that you learned in your early experiences with the club well the first thing I learned and Bruce made sure that I learned was that, uh, or how to clean my bike. Because the whole time before, I never cleaned my bike. I don't know if I (laughs) never knew you should or whatever, but uh, yeah, Bruce was pretty disappointed in the, how my bike looked. So right after that ride, he made me come over to the shop and he gave me a tutorial on how He does that because he cares. (laughs) Yes, he does. And now every time I bring my bike in, he praises me for how good it looks so I definitely took that lesson and learned it for sure so a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and a master's degree in bike cleaning from Wenting School of Bike Maintenance (laughs) absolutely (laughs) because I didn't know any bike etiquette or uh, even you know what to do on the road uh, when you're biking with cars and and rules of the road stuff riding with a group really helped to understand, I mean, pointing out things for other people um, and, you know, where to ride on the roads, what's the better way to approach uh, lights, uh, car lights, and um, and even the, the skills of being able to ride beside people and maneuvering and reacting with people. And all those are really good skills for triathletes, cyclists, anyone who's riding their bike on, on the road. So you had a pretty good debut with your first place in the cross-country race out in Whistler. At that time, you were working, training, 
being a student mm -hmm. at University of the College, uh, University of the Fraser Valley in Abbotsford. But then you were approached by Trinity. Mm -hmm. um, you participated for them in some sports as well? Yeah, so I, I swam on their swim team but didn't uh, compete in the, I guess, university division. But with the, the running, I really took hold of. And every year, um, I mean, my times would decrease exponentially. And um, I never, real, I never even now, I never saw a plateau in um, any of my results. Every year, they would get a lot better. Yeah, and the coach there, Mark, Mark Bomba, he did a great job uh, of transforming me, transforming me into a runner. And um, yeah, so I, it was four years that I was there with them competing in cross country and also indoor track season with them. And they would do an outdoor track season, but that would be when I would do uh, the triathlon stuff. So where, uh, what kind of places did you go for your cross country career when you were at Trinity? Um, yeah, we, we did all over. Uh, the national championships would often be in, or I was in Quebec City, Windsor, and my favorite was in St. John's, Newfoundland, which was the most epic running race I've ever done. Tell us why. Because um, it was on this hill, so an exposed hill at this golf course, and the winds were 100 kilometers an hour with gusts up to 120 kilometers oh an hour. Oh my goodness. And it was unbelievable running this race. It was like racing a cycling race because drafting played such a big role in wow. this. When you were running behind people, you would feel like you were not moving and it was silly. But if you tried to come around them, it was <laughs> the wind was so strong. It was such a crazy epic race, but definitely memorable. Now, we were also talking about your career as a triathlete, and you started off with a pretty good debut out in Kelowna. Can you tell us some of the other highlights from your career as a triathlete? Mm -hmm. uh, I went to two world championships. I, so I did uh, New Zealand in 2012, and then 2014, I got to compete in Edmonton. So I guess it would be my hometown world championship race. And that one, I won the sprint distance and was a second off of winning the overall female. Um, and I also competed in the Olympic distance there too, but didn't place as well the um, as a win, of course. Yeah, that was the most of triathlon. I guess we have to address the elephant in the room. Allison, why aren't you a professional triathlete instead of being a professional cyclist? What 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 changed along the way? Well, when I finished or when I graduated from Trinity Western, I really wanted to be a professional athlete and I looked at my options for for example, triathlon. Uh, if I had the Olympic dream, it wasn't going to be the right fit. My swim just wasn't competitive enough. I never uh, dabbled or tried the 70.3 or Ironman, which would have been the option maybe to go all in and make a career out of that. Um, there was potential potential there. Also for running, um, I had a lot of potential there. I went to a uh, university world championships in Uganda, actually, also in that 2014. And so there was a lot of... Um, yeah, potential there if I just focus totally in on running, you know, what could happen? Um, and like I said before, there was no plateau of times too, so there there was more I could give. And then cycling, I only really had raced a couple of local races. Um, but what, it, what races were those? 
um, Bikes on Broadway in in uh, Saskatoon. Um, a few Lapierre um, Memorial Classic in Alberta. The Pigeon Lake race in Alberta. Banff Bike Fest, and then BC Super Week was the the kind of my debut against other professional or against professional riders. You were a team of one. I well, I actually guest rode for Glotman Simpson. Uh, it was very nice that they had me come on the team. Um, I remember I got there and they're like, okay, this is your first professional race. You know, these are hard. If you make it halfway, that's pretty good. And, and what race, what race was that? It was super weak, but super which weak. was that Gastown or? Delta. Delta. The okay. First, Tour yeah. de Delta. Yes. And I thought halfway and I ended up getting second in that race. And then I think that's where, um, so in cycling was something I, I mean, obviously I trained a lot with the running with university, um, but cycling, I never really did a whole lot besides, you know, a couple group rides or just training for the triathlon. So when I did well at these races, I thought, okay, like, or maybe there's an opportunity here. So really that, that those were kind of my options. Like, I mean, wh- wh- where, if I put all my eggs in one basket, would, could I be this professional athlete? And, um, it was just through word of mouth. People who knew me, Bruce Wenting introduced me to John Tolkamp, the president of Cycling Canada, who introduced me to Nicola Cranmer, who owns the professional women's team in the States. Uh, it's called 2020 Pro Cycling now, but then it was 2016 Pro Cycling. And so she offered me a spot. She thought I had a lot of potential, her and Mari Holden, uh, looking at my results from all my sports, not just from cycling, because I really didn't have much of a resume for cycling. So they were taking a bit of a chance. I mean, you were a, a person who worked your way through the ranks as a youth division cyclist. Mm-hmm. You were this wonder kid who did well in all sports, but didn't really specialize in anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they just thought, okay, she she's got fitness and engine endurance. You know, we'll we'll give her we'll give her a spot and let her try it out. So I don't think I was, I mean, I got to go to the team camp. I went to a couple races, a couple smaller races, uh, which when I was given the opportunity, I won the race. And then that led What do you to, mean by that? You were given the opportunity to win a race. Well, because in, in cycling, um, yeah, you race as a team. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a plan for, you know, the options that you have for who's going to win. And because I was new with no experience, there's a lot of things I got to learn before I would be able to win a bike race because it's not just about fitness. It's about knowing the tactics, knowing who you're racing with, having the skills to maneuver the win and the timing of when to go. And so the first, the first couple of races, I, w- I was just learning and uh, helping out my teammates. And then in a, a small race, um, yeah, it was a little bit more open to see what you can do. And I obviously did the, or took advantage of it and, and won that race. And then I think from there on, then there's more uh, trust from your teammates that uh, if I was put in that position again, I could deliver for the team. And I uh, was able to do that a couple more times in the year. In your and first I, season, in winning my, races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, yeah, then that kind of locked in my spot on the team for the next year. But now not just as a walk-on kind of spot, but a salaried athlete um, as a commitment from the team that, hey, this is going to be your job now. So a bit more job security than you had before you started to get involved. 
A lot of this also involves developing your own brand. How mm -hmm. much time do you dedicate to doing social media and other things to promote yourself on, on the race course and off? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As, as a professional athlete, the, a big part of it is promoting your sponsors. And, and uh, I mean, the sport is used as a moving billboard. And um, companies are really excited when they have interesting characters that help promote their brand. So being an interesting person uh, is uh, a wanted characteristic. So the, the better that you can promote yourself as involved, you know, being involved with the community, um, having, like for me, I do a lot of yoga. So that's kind of, it's a unique, interesting thing. Promoting my story that I grew up on this small town farm with bison, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of these things, but, um, yeah, it seems to be less about promoting yourself as much as the, the brands that give you the salary, give you the great equipment, provide you with the opportunity to um, race on um, all continents of, of the world. A lot of travel, a lot of expenses, a lot of experiences as well. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about some of your interesting experiences as a, a first and second year pro. Well, I think... A lot of my very interesting experiences have come from my third year, okay. which was just this last year mm -hmm. when I um, moved full-time to Italy um, and raced for an Italian team in, on the European circuit. Because being in a new country, speaking a different language, there, and even the culture of how Italian teams work was is very different than what I had experienced and how you, so a lot of it has to do with the the language but you were saying the culture of the team mm -hmm. is different yeah for sure and I think like Italians they love I mean they love how they do their coffee how they do their food um and it, it's always it's very the very the same and especially for us athletes like they they would make us our food but it would be very very plain and you'd get your pasta then you'd get your chicken then you get your salad but you wouldn't ever get to eat them together so there's no like meat in your pasta or whatever anyway just, okay. just small yeah. things you know? yeah. or then also at dinner we'd stay there for two hours you just stay <laughs> chat anyway just, isn't, isn't that how you did your supper on the farm during harvest time <laughs> no no <laughs> 15 minutes and get back out there and work uh-huh yeah no, and, the, and uh, just living over there, I mean, it's uh, just your surroundings are, are different. You know, the rooms are small, the kitchens are small. Um, yeah, and then traveling all over out of this, the suitcase and being away from home, being away from family. And yeah, it's it's different. Let's talk about some of the challenges. What, what would you say, either on the bike or off the bike, um, what are some of the challenges about saying you've made it as a pro and you have, but uh, the the day-to-day -day or the season-to-season -season challenges that you face. Mm -hmm. Well, when I, I guess, took took the job as, okay, I'm going to be the professional cyclist, I knew that I would be saying no to a lot of family things, family time, family birthdays, um, friends' weddings, uh, first birthdays, um all those kind of things and uh, I knew that and I knew that I am sacrificing part of that for the career but when those things did come it's it's hard for other people to also have the same 
plan or the, or the same mindset. So I'm missing out on some of these family times, but my family is also missing out on me being there. You know? Yeah, it's and, a two-way straight. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, in my first year, there was an important race in California Redlands. Um, and it's, uh, I guess, the high prestige race in uh, North America. And it, my best friend was getting married on that same weekend. Uh-huh. And what a conflict that was. But um, I knew from the beginning, no, this year I'm, I'm choosing to do the cycling thing. And uh, so I went to the cycling race and I won the first stage. And it was really like the spark to my wow. career. So, I mean, you can just see it was choosing from good. Yeah, but and a lot of times people, well, and also when I said I moved to Italy and uh, because I'm married and my husband didn't come to live there all the time, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I'm racing every weekend and we're traveling everywhere and trying to figure that out. But uh, when I would tell people, oh, you know, we're, we're apart, Alex is mostly in Canada and I'm mostly in Europe, people would think, oh, wow, that's so cool. You're in Italy. That would be, it's the dream. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting when Alex would tell people, they'd be like, oh, that must be really hard. And uh, But I would never get that because everyone would just think, oh, it's going to be, it's fantastic. But no, it, it was hard and it was a lot of times lonely. It's not all, you know, fantastic and and uh, dream like being the professional athlete. There's a, it's a lot of hard work and sacrifice and... Um, yeah, the lonely parts. How many How many times have we heard this before about high-level athletics? Hard work and sacrifice. I think mm-hmm. that's a theme. Totally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, and I mean, when you have serious goals, um, I mean, there's a process to get there, and, and uh, you have to narrow in uh, to make those happen. What have you learned about yourself in the past three years? Yeah, I think... Uh, sport for sure has taught me how how to deal with change and with the unexpected. Part of it comes from in the racing. There's a lot of things you can't control. So how are you going to deal emotionally with that? Emotionally with a win or with a loss? With and with your teammates, you know which teammates are good and which ones are bad, you know, and how how do you make the whole thing a positive experience? And I think also, I mean, life has a lot of unknowns. And I think this in sport and the limelight, it kind of accentuates a lot of those. And even every year you have to go through the process of submitting a resume, trying to get on a, a team, you know, and it, it's all this unknown. And is it stress? Do you let it just stress you, stress you out and bring you down or, ne- you know, negativity? And how do you handle all of that with grace, with peace and uh, hope for the future? And I think... Yeah, through all the experiences I've had with sport, I can really see that resiliency continuing in my character. How do you see yourself as a bike rider? Strengths, weaknesses, how would other people describe Allison Jackson? Before I went to Europe, it was Allison is a, well all around all arounder and a sprinter. But then going to Europe where the it's the the best of the best, and I don't think or I I don't climb with the specialist climbers and I don't sprint with the specialist sprinters. So it's still all around her and kind of finding, um, yeah, the opportunities in breakaways and small group sprints for the win. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Anything you're working on now that you're kind of like in an off season to improve your skill set or your fitness level? For sure. Uh, time trialing, um, is probably one of my weaker, uh, I'm not in the top 10 of time trialists. Um, and I would really like to move into the, 
the kind of a podium spot in the in Canada at nationals. So that and also a time trial in fitness is in general building your motor, your power motor for all sorts of high intensity, uh, long duration races. And so that that's what we're working on. You were at the World Championships in Norway, representing mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your race. Yeah, well, Norway is beautiful, and the people there were fantastic. The cor- the course was very hard. It was um, there was one uh, climb, but there was the climb before the climb, and then a couple little smaller hills, if you will, before the climbs. Um, and we there was eight loops of that, and yeah, it was a it was a hard race for sure. And uh, Canada as a whole for females in cycling um, are really coming to the top level in professional bike racing. So it was exciting to get together with um, some of the other Canadians and and work towards a goal of getting um, kind of our our chosen top two in the the top ten, we would hope. Um, And yeah, uh, Leah Kirch, when she was our top place finisher, we put her in 12th. So that's that was her best result in the world championships, and um, yeah, we just hope that that kind of team support uh, grows better and gets us a, a better result. How much does the Canadian um, Cycling Canada invest in that? I mean, you're training with your home team, which is based in Italy, and you've got mm-hmm. a big commitment to them. Is this something that the Cycling Canada puts together a few months ahead of schedule and just hopes it gels? Is there any opportunities for you to get to know your cycling partners and work with them? Or what's what's the behind the scenes on that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Canada, it, we had... Um, some meetings just a couple of weeks ago talking about how we can do that better and how we can uh yeah build a better team and working together and the best way to do that is to do more racing together and it is hard when we are all, all over the world and on different teams yes. and, and when our teams have commitments for us and so it's it's hard to get together like that um yeah other nations like the dutch do really well they do at least two big camps with all their sort of uh, options for the world championships and they get together and, and do kind of the training camp thing. And I guess the results show for the Dutch. <laughs> for sure, absolutely. Yeah, you see it. And I, I think um, for me, racing in Europe this year, the other kind of top level athletes from Canada also race in Europe and, and it's good to, even if you're not on the same team, but you're racing with them in the same races and, and to pay attention to what they do. And uh, as a professional bike racer, you generally know what your what people need in order to win. And uh, some people are a little bit more specific in how they'd like that to play out in, in the race or how they want a teammate's help by watching those people in pr- previous races, whether they're on your team or not, um, can give you a better indication of of what to do. Where do you see yourself in five years? I will have just been to Tokyo 2020, so the Olympics, and then it will be, yeah, just a couple years after that, so gearing up for the 2024 Olympics. Okay, <laughs> you're in this for the long term. <laughs> yep, that's right. So you've made it so far, coming from a town called Vermilion to the Fraser Valley doing really well in local sports, cross-country, triathlon, now a pro cyclist. Um, If you were to speak to a 
a younger female cyclist who's thinking about getting serious about this, what kind of advice would you give her? For sure, I would say uh, talk to Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Phoenix Velo. Um, but no, I think it, it's really important to find uh, a training partner that has similar goals. And whether that's racing goals or just willing to get out in the rain and, and push it hard, um, I think for me that's always been really good in my off season and uh, in my lead up is to have other people who are also interested in the sport and and um, yeah asking a lot of questions about training and racing. I think also in Canada uh, it's important just to get into the races so whether it's the spring series that's here the the local races that don't necessarily mean anything um, but you have to do those where you can get into uh, UCI races or before you can do well in BC Super Week and um, yeah I think there's a lot of other online materials and interviews um, that you can listen to to get a feel for what the industry is like and, and what might be expected and the more people you know the better uh, I think opportunities you might have given to you because I think for me uh, coming from being a nobody it really was the people that I knew um, that were willing to speak on my behalf. Yeah. You had a lot of support behind you to get here as well. Absolutely. Time to get serious. Here we go. You've just finished a long, long training ride. And let's say it's a typical mission day in November. It's raining. It's about eight degrees. You get to where you're staying for the night. What's going to be your meal of choice? Mmm. Well, I really, really love spinach. Spinach. <laughs> so true. does Popeye. It's true. <laughs> um, but no, my favorite um, meal right now is uh, tandoori chicken. So just like Indian spice, mm -hmm. lots of turmeric, tons of anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. uh, spices with a spinach salad with spiced grilled pear. Oh, wow. Healthy, healthy. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's the healthy stuff. So we're, we're still going to stay on the record. Do you have any unhealthy indulgences in the off-season oh. with Christmas coming up? Well, it doesn't matter. Any time of the year, uh -huh. I will take a spinach feta croissant from Dufton Co. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so bad for me to be here. I want to go there every... There's only, there's only that one place in the world that I like the croissants. In Italy and France, they just don't compare to oh, Duft really? & Co. True. Duft & Co. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned that more than once on Fitspeak. <laughs> Final question, Allison. Put on your thinking hat for this one. If you could be an animal other than a human being, what animal would you be and why? Well, I'm going to have to choose the bison. Okay. Tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> they are also an endurance animal. They are wild and peaceful and quiet and can stay outside um yeah in the wild all months weathers of of the year i also like to be outside the endurance athlete and yeah that's what thank you so much for your time allison <laughs> thank you kevin <laughs> that's allison jackson from be pink cycling allison is home in the fraser valley for the next little while before heading off to australia for the tour down under in january for Fitspeak Express and for TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport, I'm Kevin Hines.